Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And now! Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK. Where quite simply, it's Chicago Bullsing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. So wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe. Helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt and hopefully, for the last time, going it alone. Uh, Neil, obviously still in Orlando, enjoying himself. Um, down to four days now, if you're following the countdown on Twitter. Um Obviously, that does mean that, as I said in the last episode, he he is going to miss the Pistons game. Uh, it should be back in time to watch us against the Bucks, um, and then hopefully we will have an episode not long after that. I know he's chomping at the bit to get back on and um, have his say. I have asked him for a few points for tonight. Um, and he must be enjoying himself too much because he's not got back to me yet. But if he does, whilst I'm recording, I'll uh, I'll read them out. So anyway, start as we always do. Latest news. Obviously, apart from the games, not a lot of latest news. The latest news seems to be Dale and Terry is a yo-yo. Down to Windy City, back to Bulls. Down to Windy City, back to Bulls. Last... One that come out is he has been reassigned to Windy City. Um, obviously, you know anybody who sort of knows basketball knows why they're doing it. Um, it's just become a bit of a running joke, I think, on Twitter with Bulls posting it every day. Uh, Going to talk about Windy City a bit later on, so I'll move on from that. Uh, since my last recording, obviously we've had two games. Two games that I predicted we would lose. First off against Jazz and then against Suns. Now, 
the game against Jazz, obviously, we didn't lose. We won 130-113, to 113, a 17-point win. And, yeah, it was a good win, but it was against a poor team. And it annoys me when Bulls get these sort of wins because it kind of masks the problems. Uh, as we've said before, you know, the, the same problems are still there. And, yeah, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And, yeah, I want Bulls to win. I want Bulls to win every game. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But this sort of win like that we got over Jazz, it was a brilliant team performance. You know, everybody did the bit. The bench, you know, obviously was probably the best part of the team um, but like I say Jazz you know they, they, they couldn't have helped us anymore really you know obviously the one thing that everyone will always look at for this Bulls team is the three point shooting um, Bulls hit 18 of 34 for 52.9% Jazz hitting 16 of 43 for 37% so just goes to show, if we can beat a team on the three-point game, chances are we win the game. Uh, free throws, we outscored them there. They out-assisted us, out-rebounded us. Um, I mean, we had 12 steals to their one, which, you know, they actually got 30 points off turnovers to our one, which just goes to show what a weird game it was, really. Um Obviously, individual-wise, the player of the game, with it being a win, went to Javon Carter. And, you know, Javon has been impressing us a lot lately. Uh, and in a game where we had almost, well, everybody who played real minutes scoring double digits, apart from Tory Craig, um, you know, when... Carter's only scoring 12 points you maybe think why is he the player of the game but he come in and he was just deadly from three hitting four of eight and it just kind of seemed to light a bit of a fire under the Bulls team um, obviously Zach went off to be the top point scorer with 24 but didn't do a lot else um, which I'm going to get onto Zach in a little bit but yeah Overall, good game, good win, but just you know, it doesn't really doesn't really change the way many people are feeling about Bulls and how the season started. Obviously, that win did put us um, to two and four, and we then faced uh, no, sorry, three. Ah, Been myself confused now. It put us, um, well, it could put us close to 500, uh, ready to face the Suns in another game which I obviously uh, predicted we would lose. Um, and this is what I mean about getting a win like that against Jazz because when we lose the way we did against uh, Suns last night, it's. It just brings you back down to earth a little bit. Now, the the game last night was, for the most part, 
a good game after we've worked out not to give them that 18 point lead you know to claw that 18 point lead back was it was good to watch showed the heart you know the players was out there hustling and but it was the fact that we let them get into that lead in the first place um and they were there to be beat as well that was the annoying thing with it and right down until the end even in overtime we were four points up um we let them get back into it now obviously when you've got players like kd and bradley beal there's always a chance obviously bradley beal was making his season debut um so didn't really expect that much off him but you know what you're going to get from kd the frustrating thing was how we let Grayson fucking Allen destroyers basically. Obviously he was just deadly from three, and it's it's frustrating when we let anybody go off like that. But the fact it was Grayson Allen just yeah. Now obviously he he was the the top scorer with twenty six, even outscoring KD. Um. And it was just the, the defence, I think, at times was just letting us down. And it's this giving them so many wide open threes is just, I don't know why we do it. We close out really slow in the first place if we do close out. And it's why we end up losing the three point battle a lot of the time. Because we just can't seem to defend them, and then we can't seem to hit them. Now, last night, the three-point battle, we hit 14 of 33 for 42.4%. They hit 19 of 48 for 39.6%. So, they hit five more threes. There's 15 points, what they are getting over us in the three-point battle. We're not going to win games with that. It doesn't matter how poor the team is that we're facing doesn't matter how good the team is we're facing if they're scoring 15 more points from just the three-point line you know it's it's not looking good free throws again you know they hit 21 of 25 we hit 17 of 23 they're easy buckets and for some reason we just kept splitting them last night you know, we come, we got completely out-rebounded as well. Um, okay, we've got more steals than them. Uh, but again, they get more points off turnovers. Offensive rebounds, again, the the opposition's getting more offensive rebounds than us, giving them more second-chance opportunities. And this is what I'm trying to say about the Jazz game kind of masking problems. Yeah, Bulls played well to get themselves back into this game. They could quite easily have won it. You know, it didn't help going into the third and giving them an 11-point lead at some point and having to claw that back. But the fact we were clawing it back was impressive. And it gave you that little bit of hope that we could go on and get the win, but ultimately not. And obviously into overtime and... Yusuf Nurkic hits the game winner, obviously makes it 116-115. Goes a little bit crazy at the end with fouls called and obviously we tried that 
lob off the inbound. If I mean, if Zach could have got it, it'd have been unbelievable. But obviously not. And there's one of the points what Neil has said to me is is about Zach, and it seems to be the general sort of take from a lot of people at the minute and I'm I'm not a hundred percent with it and I'm not a hundred percent against it. I'm I'm just as frustrated and I'll well I'll read what Neil said to me before. I'm almost all the way out on Zach. I'm done with him wanting to be the guy and losing his games with costly decisions. And yeah Zach's not looked good for, to me this season. And I can see why people are starting to be out on him. And I don't know if Neil was tired when he sent me that or what, but for him to say something like that when he's still in on P-Will, especially, just goes to show that something has to change with this team. And as I've said a few times now, I'm emotionally detached from this team now. I I like a lot of the players on it. But if they go, at this point, I'm really not that bothered. If Whether it's Zach, Demar, whoever it is. I, you know, I, I'm, I want change. And, and I know it's not going to happen now. I know it might not happen at all. Uh, knowing how AK work but just on Zach obviously he goes through his little stages where he gets hot and then he starts taking stupid threes because he's feeling it and and then you just see what's coming, you just see that dribble off his foot, his leg, his hip wherever it happens to be you just know it's coming because he's trying to take on three people at a time and something else that I've been saying in the live threads is I wish he'd stop screaming when he goes to the rim. It just kind of feels like if he didn't do that, he might get more foul calls. But it's like, it's essentially like a, a verbal flop. That's how, how I kind of look at it. He's basically trying to con the refs into thinking that there's more contact than what there is. And they're probably looking at it going... Just Zach, just just stop. You know, it wasn't a foul. You've screamed. We're still not giving it. Next time he goes down, it probably is a foul. He screams, but they're thinking, no, you're just screaming for the sake of it now. So to me, like I say, you need to stop that verbal flopping because just concentrate on getting to the rim. If there is contact there, the refs are going to call it. If there isn't, get on with the game. And that's one thing that really annoys me with Zach always has done and I mean obviously my, one of my bold predictions before the season was I could see Zach being uh, second all NBA and at the minute he's nowhere near that he's yeah it kind of brings me on to the fact that this to me this big three that we've got Aren't he, at the minute, aren't even our best three players. All right, statistically, they're putting the numbers up, they're doing what they need to do, but for me, the best three players so far this season, obviously Alex Caruso, you know, shout out that man, 
last night incredible deserved to win but unfortunately didn't get it improved his three point shooting defensively you know what you're getting playing far too many minutes at the minute as well um but yeah Caruso Javon Carter and I was going to say Tory Craig but that's kind of dwindling a little bit at the minute which I'm going to get into but when you've got three role players who are outshining your so-called big three that's an issue now I mentioned last time I think Demar's regressed slightly his jump just doesn't his lift just doesn't look the same he's missing free throws all right he still can put up the points and he still can get assists and stuff like that but it just doesn't look the same Demar and Vooch yeah all right he put up the points last night seemed to struggle a bit against Jazz Last night it was the rebounding for me. There was a very little effort on the boards from him last night, and it's it's infuriating when he plays in that way. And like I say, on to Tory Craig. Um, we've seen him get the starts lately over P. Will, and a lot of people were calling for it. I was a little bit unsure. I'm not sure it works. He seems to get into a lot of foul trouble when he's starting, um, you know, and he still plays the, the, the still plays the exact same way. But like last night, no points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal in 19 minutes against Jazz. I think he only got was it three points he got against them. Um, you know, and it just goes into this thing. Yeah, three points, three rebounds, two two assists, one steal, one block against Jazz. And obviously, P. Will last night against Suns was just back to back to the P. Will that we've come to expect, basically. And it kind of this is where, to me, the, that and four position is still a worry. We haven't fixed it, and putting Tory Craig into the starting lineup just to me hasn't hasn't improved anything. Um, if P Will is going to be coming off the bench and he has a game like last night, where you know three points, four rebounds, one assist, uh, three points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. You know, your two players that you got playing at the fall there, both getting around about 20 minutes each, and you're getting three points out of both of them. It, yeah. As I said, it when there was all the talk about Tory Craig, I don't think he is the answer at four. I don't think P. Will's the answer at four. I don't want to see Caruso playing the four, even though I love what Caruso's doing at the minute. And... I say that that to me is a worry in itself, and I know that Neil is kind of thinking the same sort of thing. I know he's still in on P. Will, but you know a lot we're worrying that much about point guard that we seem to have. Well, we kind of thought we had the the uh, the four in P. Will or the backup four in Tory Craig. Now look, I, like I say, I love Tory Craig. I love what he's brought so far. I just don't think he should be starting. 
I think he's a lot better off the bench. And that's not a knock on him. It's not a knock. On, I've always said it. It's not a knock on anybody to say that they're better off the bench. And same with P. Will. If he's better off the bench, which he has been slightly, that's obviously his comfort zone. He didn't start when he was in college. So why did we think we could turn him into this starter in the NBA? Going up again, you know, and in a different position as well. It's just, yeah. I'm sick of talking about P. Will, as I've said time and time again. So I'll knock that one on the head for now and I'll let Neil talk about him next week because I know that he really want to and now the sort of last thing from these recent games that I just want to touch on is Billy Donovan now I know there's a lot of people calling for him to be sacked we know that he's obviously got this secret extension as I've said time and time again a lot of it I don't think is down to Billy a lot of it is down to the roster construction. Billy's basically working with what he's got. Yes, he doesn't run the players as well as you'd like to think. Yes, he lets the players have a bit too much control. But the one thing that's really pissing me off with him a lot lately is not riding the hot hand. The player recently that he's been doing it with is Javon Carter. Now, we've seen what Javon's doing. He's coming in, he's hitting three, he's hitting a three, he's hitting a three. He's an absolute dog on defence. And yeah, I get that they have to be taken out at some point. You know, the other teams make rotations. We have to kind of keep up and match them. But that doesn't mean you have to sit him for the, the amount of time that he does. We see him do it with Drummond as well. Sometimes Drummond's having more of an influence on the game than what Vooch is. Billy just seems fixated on this. Right, tonight you're only getting 12 minutes. You're only getting 15 minutes. I don't care if you've just hit four threes back to back. You need to sit because you're on eight minutes. You've only got four minutes of time left. If the hot hand, put them back in. Sit them for a couple of minutes, put them back in. Don't sit them for 10 minutes and let them get cold. Because then when they come back in, they're not having the same influence on the game. And it's just infuriating because he doesn't seem to do it with the big three. You know, when when they're going when they're cold, he'll just keep going and going and going with them. And when they're hot, he'll leave them out there to the point where they're not hot anymore, as we see with Zach all the time. You know, they start getting that. You know, he just. It's, he just can't seem to work it out who who needs to be out there, who needs to be out there against who. And, I mean, obviously we saw him take Zach out against Magic last year and it seems like he thinks that was now a bad idea because he just won't do it with them three. But, obviously we saw him do it with Kobe against Heat in the playing. And he just... I know there's a reason why... He takes him out when he takes him out, but it's how long he takes him out for. That's what's annoying me with him. You know, at some point they have to come back in, and sooner than what Billy's actually letting him back in. So, yeah. Now, obviously, this episode is hopefully the last one I'm doing on my own, so I'm trying to get it done and 
basically keep us up to date ready for Neil coming back. So that's enough of the games because it's hard to hard to talk about the games and hard to talk about the players when I've got nobody to bounce off and have their opinion as well and argue with. Um, so I'll send it to the ad read. I haven't done one the last few weeks, or the last few episodes, should I say. But I've been in contact with our partner at USA Sports and from tomorrow, keep an eye on the socials because they've got a very exciting offer coming up. Uh, I'm not going to say any more, but keep an eye on the socials, uh, our socials as well, because I'll be pushing it. But USA Sports, USA Sports is a UK-based sports merchandise retailer. They cover the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, as well as Formula One. From hats to hoodies, there's something for fans from everywhere. Chicago Bulls to Team Red Bull and everywhere in between. So check them out on all the socials and at usasports.co.uk and as I say from tomorrow keep an eye on the socials for a big discount so as I mentioned at the start Windy City start their campaign tomorrow Um, they've got two games against Iowa Wolves to open their campaign followed by a day off and then they've got a game against Indiana Madants and then at the end of next week, they return home and start their home campaign. Obviously, I mentioned at the start, Dale and Terry up and down, up and down. Um, and, you know, I'm excited by this, some of the players on Windy City. Um, we've got, obviously, Onrov Bittim, Adama Sonogo, Junior Lu- uh, Justin Lewis, excited to see what they can all do, and I like the look of Quentin Jackson from pre-season, I, the thing is, I, I like watching Windy City because I don't have the same um, passion for it as I do with the main Bulls roster, I don't get as upset by losses because I know it's only G League and stuff like that. I love watching it because it, it's, a, it's a different type of basketball. They're all playing to try and prove something. Um, so, as we have mentioned before, we are going to try and cover Windy City a little bit more. I can't say that I'm going to get up at 1am to watch the games, but I'll try, probably try and watch them on sort of reruns. When the games are earlier, and as long as Bulls aren't playing, I probably will watch them live. So... I was going to finish it there, but as I said at the start, I asked Neil for his some points, and just as I'm getting ready to wrap up, he's decided to send me them. So I'll quickly try and run through them, because I did only ask him for three, but he sent me um, eight, and he hasn't given me his predictions. Um, anyway, so his first one, I'm verging on being done with Zach. He needs to accept that he is not clutch. Every try, Every time he tries, he hurts us. His decision-making is terrible in those situations. I covered that one earlier. Uh, I won't go into that one. Uh, Vooch is solid, but I'm getting bored now. Um, I don't know if that's kind of like what I I was saying before about the, the rebounding and sometimes the lack of effort that seems to be there from Vooch. 
you know, like I say, I'm sure Neil will go over a lot of this in in person when he's back next week. Um, AC is awesome, and I called it about his offense. Yeah, he said that last time. Obviously, one of his bold predictions was he was going to become a lot better on the offense, and we're seeing it. So, yeah, fair play, Neil. You call that one. <laughs> um, this one kind of covers what I've just been saying a little bit. Why is BD still sitting guys who have either performed well for us, brackets JC, or need to develop and offer what we need, brackets Bitim or Phillips, even Sonogo? Yeah, I think I kind of covered a little bit of that one in this one and in the previous pod by saying play, play the players at the end of the rotation. It's the only way we're going to see what they can actually do. Now, I was listening to CHGO the before, and it kind of they were talking about Carter. Uh, I know Big Dave was wanting to see more of Carter, and then obviously they spoke to Will Gottlieb, who was obviously at the arena. Um, and like Will said, that Billy is obsessed with play or is determined to play this nine-man rotation. And at the minute, he's having to try and fit Ayo in. So where does Carter get his extra minutes? And I guess that's going to be the same for where do you put Bitim, Phillips and Sonogo. We know what Billy's like. We know Billy's not going to play the extra, them extra players. And, yeah, it's... Like I say, I'm, I'm just reading out Neil's thoughts. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it and it's easier to bounce off each other when we're talking about it. Uh, his next one, I'm all in on changing this roster at this stage. Yeah, I think, like I said, I've kind of covered that one a little bit. Um, I still prefer the Carolina boys off the bench. Yeah, I've said all along, I think Kobe would be better off the bench. P. Will seems better off the bench. But we know that they're trying to really push Kobe to be our starting point guard. Can't see that changing anytime soon, unfortunately. Right or wrong. Um, and his next one, I wish I could be enjoying this season more, but the product is even worse than I expected. <laughs> kind of going over the last episode I put out of Is It Time to Blow It Up? And somebody's actually asked me on Instagram as well, is it time for a rebuild? And... I think Neil will probably say the same when he actually talks it out. Obviously, when you're writing it down, it probably comes across the wrong way. We want this team to be good. We want this team to have, you know, be pushing for the playoffs and stuff like that. Is a rebuild the right way to go about it? Probably not. We've tried the retool in a way by bringing in Tory Craig and Javon Carter and they've been fantastic, as I said earlier on. Not a problem with them. Where the change is going to have to happen is, as I said at the start, I've got no no issues whether it's Demar, Zach or whoever leaves. Something's got to change with this big three because the big three are just disappointing. They have been for... Well, now going into the third year. So something has to change. Don't believe it's got to be uh, a full rebuild. 
even if it's just one of them that goes and we get a young potential out of it, someone better than Patrick Williams, and a few draft picks and stuff like that, and it just changes the way the offence runs. If it, it changes the way the team runs, whatever it happens to be. So I personally, I don't think a rebuild is the way to go, but a change has to happen. And Neil's last point to me, I'm really ready to come home and do a pod. Already covered that one for you. So, yeah, I did ask him for his predictions for the next two games because obviously we're not likely to do a pod before them. We've got Pistons on Sunday, well, Monday morning for us. And then we've got Bucks on, I think it's on Monday night, Tuesday morning for us. Can't remember without looking. But, yeah, prediction-wise, I think what how Neil go is he'll say we beat Pistons and lose to Bucks. I may be wrong, but that's in my head, that's how I think Neil's going to go. And personally, that's how I'm going to go. We have to get revenge on Pistons for last week, or the week before, whenever it was. They're a bad team. They're a young, exciting-looking team, but they are a bad team. And they completely embarrassed us. If we don't bounce back and get a win against them, my God, <laughs> you'll want to tune in to next week's pod, put it that way. Um, and then Bucks. Yeah, it's Bucks. Not started fantastic. Not started poorly. They just, you know, I think they're still trying to figure out how to get Dame and Yanis uh, playing. Shout out Yanis getting ejected last night. Absolutely pathetic, by the way, to get that second tech. If you haven't seen it, check it out. The video's going all around on Twitter and Insta and all that sort of stuff. Basically flexes and gets a second tech for it. Absolutely pathetic, ridiculous. Not a not a fan of some of the stuff Yanis does, but I do like Yanis, and that was just ridiculous. The refs really need to look at themselves on that one. But yeah, my predictions, we beat Pistons, we lose to Bucks. And that's where I'm going to finish it. Like I say, um, we are, well, Neil is back on um, Monday, or back on our time zone Monday. Um, and we will hopefully be back with an episode next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to having Neil back in the the live threads and getting back to watching the games with him. I just want to shout out Jordan McNeely, who has been in the live threads since game one with us, or with me, more so. Um, you know, the whole point of the live threads was to have, or to feel like you were watching the game with somebody. It's nice to get somebody else's opinion. So, yeah, shout out Jordan. Um, hopefully, you know, you stay in them. For the rest of the year and uh, get to listen to some of Neil's wisdom when he returns as well so yeah I'll call it a day on that one um, like I say appreciate everybody who listens and gives us the support as usual uh, it's been it's been hard doing these on my own I can't wait for Neil to be back next week I'm going to continue to give him crap about it all until then. Um, you know, so like I say, appreciate you, anyone who's listened. If you watched the last one on YouTube that I put out on my own. Um, and yeah, I hope you're all looking forward to having, hearing Neil's opinions from, from the horse's mouth as such. 
So yeah, until next week, thanks for listening. You can find Neil on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. You can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And until next time, see you red people. Talk to you later.